Welcome to Art Talks. I am your host, Richard Codd. Thank you for joining us here today on KZMU. Art Talks is heard on the third Monday of every month at 4 p.m. Mountain Time. Join us as we explore a variety of art topics here in Moab, Grand County, and southeastern Utah. On today's show, we will speak with the director of the John Wesley Powell Museum about their recent art show. We'll also talk with two Moab artists, Julia Buckwalter and Chrissy Noel Kinslow, about their current works. First up is my interview with Candace Cravens. Candace is the director of the John Wesley Powell Museum in Green River, Utah. I spoke with Candace last month at the museum about their 16th annual Canyon River Runners Art Show. Welcome, Candace. Thank you. It's great to be here. I'm here today to, to talk about the Canyon River Runners Art Show that has been running now since March 3rd and ends on March 27th. And I wanted to come over and see the exhibit because, first of all, uh, it's a lovely museum and facility. If you haven't been here in a while, get out here and look at it. And then also, uh, there are a number of artists from Moab, and we'll talk a little bit about uh, them later in the interview. So, tell me a little bit about the show. When did it start, and uh, an overall theme, and um, uh, things like that. Great, thanks. Um, this will be our 16th year doing the Canyon River Runners Art Show, um, my first year. Um, being involved in the show in the museum as a as a new new resident of Green River and new to um, the museum, so this is our 16th year, and this is just an annual event the museum does, inviting local artists from the community all over southeastern Utah to contribute their own works of art via you know professional or amateur. Um, can contribute any number of pieces, sculptures, paintings, photographs relating to river running, um, desert canyons, local fauna, and just interacting with the overall landscape of the Colorado Plateau. Oh, good. Um, how, many, how many participants do you have this year? So this year we had 22 artists um, from Green River, Moab, Thompson Springs, Monticello, Orem, Price, Farron, Sunnyside, Wellington, LaSalle, just kind of from all over the place, which oh, has been great. Good. Um, tell, tell me a little bit about the relationship that you have with the school. I saw several pieces by Book Cliffs Elementary. How did, how did that come about, and have they been part of the show every year? Yes, they have been part of the show every year. So uh, we have two schools here in Green River. We've got the Book Club Elementary School and Green River High School. And both um, have had students participate in the show um, throughout its history. And this has just been a wonderful collaboration with, with the local schools, just kind of fostering, you know, the importance of arts education in the classroom. So we've had students from pre-K through sixth grade at the elementary school participate as part of their normal classroom activities. Um, and they all choose their own theme. So we've got all sorts of really great themes this year. Um, we've got dream catchers, we've got self-portraits, we've got some sand paintings, some painted rocks, uh, masks, uh, Day of the Dead boxes. So it's just really fun to see the you know variety of things that the different classes come up with. And it's really fun for them also because they get to see their pieces in display in an actual art gallery alongside professional and amateur artists. So. Yeah, I, I, and I do like that. As I was walking around, I saw some of the amateurs right next to the professional pieces. So um, that's, that is very nice. Um, how do you develop the theme for the show? Does it change every year? The theme stays the same every year, so um, we just kind of, you know, looking for the same types of things, um, get different results a little bit, and, you know, uh, different results every year, so, yeah, and, that's and, and I saw prizes. Um, yeah. Um, who, picks, who picks the winners? So we have judges who will come in. Um, to judge the pieces. These are local artists that we'll invite from the community who do not have 
uh, pieces in the show. So they're not participants in the show. We'll have them come in and use their skills and expertise to judge the pieces. And for the elementary schools, they have their own judging system. They're uh, the Book Cliff Elementary has a community council that consists of faculty and parents, and they will select someone to come and judge the student's art. But the students all get ribbons, um, and some of the prizes for our amateurs and professionals include ribbons and cash prizes. Okay. Um, let's see what else. Um, oh, let, let's talk about the Moab artists sure. that you have here. So, so tell me about some of their work. So we've had nine artists this year from Moab participate in the show. And uh, I'll kind of go through each, each one of them. And they, they, they came away with some prizes, too. Oh, so good. Um, Emma Andrew is one of our Moab artists. And she took second place in the sculpture category. Um, Janet Buckingham got first in our uh, amateur artist category. Judy Chobrek-Cox. And Deborah Hughes got an honorary mention in mm-hmm. our professional artist category. She'll actually be doing an exhibit with us um, separately next year. Oh, good. She does some great photography um, work. Kelsey Kaprowski got second place in our amateur artist category. Charlotte Quigley is another MOAB artist. She got third place in amateur artist. Oh, I didn't see hers. I'll have to look around. Yeah. And Serena. And Serena's. Of course, uh-huh. yes. She took our best in show. Okay. Um, Joanne Savoy got first place in sculpture. I saw those. And Deborah yeah. Shank got an honorary mention in amateur artist category. Yeah, yeah I, walked so. all, I walked all around and I, I saw most of them, so I'll have to look again. But So you had good rep- representation from Moab. We did, and we usually have pretty good representation from Moab. A lot of the, the artists associated with the Moab Gallery... Uh, will will quite often participate. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. It's been a little, little less, I think, just the past couple of years because of everything going on with, well, with, with I, COVID. <laughs> well, yeah. Um, I, I've spoken with with a number of the local artists, and what's interesting is, I think a lot of the artists had a hard time with creativity during the. Uh, pandemic. And I heard that from a number of the painters that I just couldn't get started. So uh, I wonder what kinds of paintings will come Mm. after COVID to see how all this potential is unleashed. So uh, we'll see maybe next year. Absolutely. What the pieces look like. And I'm hoping for even more. We've had such a great um, representation from you know, new new locales, um, just kind of talking with uh, Jackie Nelson. She's our office manager. Um, just, she's been involved with the, with the museum and the programs for uh, for a while now. And mm-hmm. she's like, we've got some great entries that have, you know, we've, we've had folks from kind of all over the place who have never participated before. So, uh, you know, there might Good. be better marketing efforts and <laughs> perhaps, so, um, but it's great. So what kind of turnout did you have? for people coming to see the artwork. I know it, with uh, restrictions on gatherings, but um, did, was there a good response? Yeah, so normally we would hold uh, like a reception, um, some sort of opening event, and we would even do a separate thing for, for the kiddos to come in and kind of do a separate thing for them and invite their families and whatnot. But this year, you know, we're just kind of unable to do that. Um, but over the course of the month, we've had close to a 1,000 people oh, good. come through to see um, the museum and the exhibit here. And I also created a, a virtual exhibit that highlights a lot of these pieces in here that's available online um, that I'm sure has had even more of a reach um, and, and, and I saw that, and, yeah. and what we'll do is we'll put a link on our website on, with this show to the virtual exhibit so that people can see Great. after today what we're talking about, and also a, a link to the museum, its ongoing exhibits. So how does, how does this art show tie in to the museum's mission? Uh, here. 
So our mission here is to celebrate the significance of our river history through the cultures and landscapes of the Colorado Plateau. So mm-hmm. we're, you know, focusing on, we've got a really great exhibit on river runners and river running history. Of course, it displays on John Wesley Powell and his early expeditions as the namesake of our museum. Um, and rotating exhibits, rotating displays. We've got this great one here, Our River is Our Community. That's going to be a companion exhibit to Waterways that's coming up shortly. And this annual art show that we do. And we also kind of take in rotating um, artists. Uh, We've got kind of a guest curator program. So this room normally is filled with some um, art. Local artists will come in and do shows. We have a couple that have done work on consignment for us that have asked to come and do um, shows in our space. So it's just a way for us to connect with our local community. Uh, Mm -hmm. We are kind of the cultural hub of Green River. um, And, you know, connecting with the local elementary schools, connecting with our local artists and our river runners, these are all individuals and groups, you know, heavily invested in our museum here. And we're really just kind of kind of a one of a kind, unique. There aren't I don't know of any other museums like ours and just where we're situated right here next to the river and this is beautiful landscape you can see it's really amazing yeah. and this just kind of fits in with our overall goals of just providing um, educational cultural opportunities to uh-huh. to our local community and um, tourists as well we get uh-huh. lots of folks coming through um, okay. from all over. So I, when I saw Canyon River Runners, I was wondering if these were all going to be paintings of people sailing down the Colorado in their boat, and they had to, <laughs> they had to draw something before they got from to point B. But I, I, I don't get that from walking around. So, right. um, so um, let when is the ex, when is the show next year? Have you set dates yet? We have not set dates yet. Okay. Uh, it, the event is typically held every March. Okay. Um, but it, you know, it could change, you uh-huh. know, a, a week or two. So we have not set a date yet, but okay. Um, okay. We'll be sure. Information on the art show. Let me just ask you generally about the rest of the museum. Tell me a little bit about the ongoing exhibits that you have related to John Wesley Powell. Sure. So we have a number of exhibits. Uh, related to river running history, John Wesley Powell. We've got a dinosaur display downstairs as well. Um, And temporary exhibits on a number of topics relating to Green River local history, um, river running history. So our permanent displays, our John Wesley Powell exhibits, kind of detail uh, his early expeditions exploring the area and our River Runners Hall of Fame exhibit showcases all of our River Runners Hall of Fame inductees. So we've got some great panels detailing some of the most significant contributors to river running history. Um, Georgie White Clark comes to mind for Women's History Month. Um, Katie Lee. We've got all sorts of folks we induct every year, usually two to three, that we'll induct every year to our River Runners Hall of Fame. And that's a separate event that takes place in August. It's a it's a big opportunity for the River Runner community to come together and celebrate these folks who have made significant contributions to um, our, our river running history. Uh-huh. And <laughs> okay, so, so we'll, we'll, we'll start over and I'll say. Okay. Okay, well, thank you for that. Um, tell me, tell me, Candice, what's the next uh, exhibit you're going to have here at the museum? Yeah, so our next rotating exhibit, our next kind of temporary display that we'll be putting up is the Smithsonian Waterways exhibit. And it will arrive next week. It will go on display April 3rd through June 6th. And this is part of a larger project for the whole state of Utah uh, as part of this uh, Think Water Utah tour. So Waterways is currently touring the state of Utah Um, kind of a joint partnership with Utah Humanities. We've been working a lot with them to get um, this exhibit here to us. And that will be on display for those couple months here. We'll install next week. We've also got a couple of companion pieces that will go along with that. Um, One from the local high school 
um, actually two from the local high school that are they're doing a photography photography display as oh. part of the photojournalism class, and there's also going to be a River Stories podcast project. Oh. Um, so those will be happening at the same time this exhibit's up. And then we also have our local companion exhibit, which is Our River is Our Community, which kind of details the importance of Green River to our community here. And we'll have a number of programs planned during that time. We've got uh, some Zoom lectures from river historians such as Roy Webb, um, and Jim Ayton, and also Greg Smoke, who is our Utah, um, Utah Humanities Waterways Scholar. And mm -hmm. we'll be doing some program story time and craft programs with the Green River Library. Uh, we'll be doing a yoga class at, okay. at Swayze's Beach. <laughs> okay, so there's a lot going on. Lots going on, yes. Okay. And, and you said Smithsonian. So this is yeah. part of a, the... Smithsonian Museum from Washington. This is part of a traveling exhibit. Yes. So it, will it work its way around other states? Yeah, well? I think it, there, there. So there are more than one copies, I guess. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Um, and I, I first saw the exhibit when I was in Alabama. Actually, I had the chance to see it already, oh. which was pretty cool. Um, and so it's part of Smithsonian's Museum on Main Street program. Okay. And so right now it's at the Swanner Nature Preserve up in Park City, and then it comes to us next. Okay. So it's just taking a whole tour. So tell, um, so that's coming. Um, what do you got planned for the rest of the year? Or is it too early to, so to I've, think So I've got the second half of the year planned, um, and then the start of 2022 planned. So when our waterways goes down, we're going to have an exhibit by Carol Bold. Um, she, she has some great items on consignment, in our gift shop, she had originally planned to do an exhibit. Who's with Carol us. Ball? She's a she's a local, regional artist. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, in, sorry. Um, That's okay. So she was originally planning to do uh, an exhibit here with us before everything okay. kind of shut down. Okay. So we invited her back, and she accepted. So she'll be up the second half of 2021, and then Deborah Hughes will be um, one of our participants. Will uh -huh. be doing an, an exhibit uh, in early 2022. Oh, okay. Thank you, Candace, very much for taking the time to talk with me today here on Art Talks. Thank you so much for having me. It was great. My next guest is Julia Buckwalter. Julia visited with me here at the station a few days ago to talk about her art and her new role as community artist in the park. Welcome, Julia. Thanks so much for having me. What boy! Thank you so much for coming. Um, have you tell me about the the program, the community uh, artist in the park? Yeah, well, I I believe I'm about the the twelfth artist um, to have the honor, and they the a group picks um, three or excuse me, they they pick a group of three people picks one person per year, and from a you know a, a roster of applicants mm -hmm. and. Um, I was lucky enough to be chosen for this year. So, um, so w what do you have to do as the artist in the park? Yeah, well, uh, basically, you're stationed at different locations throughout the park, and you have a schedule. Um, the The minimum requirement is 24 hours a month, and uh, so I've scheduled in. For instance, I'm doing every Thursday for about six hours, and just. Uh, Meeting people, I'm um, out, out there with my paints, talking to them about the landscape, about what I'm working on. And uh, we sort of serve as kind of friends of the park and friend, friends mm. of the, the visitors. So, right. yeah. Um, and which parks are you doing this in? Yes, that's an important question. <laughs> so it's Arches National Park, Canyonlands National Park. Um, Hove and Weep National Monument and Natural Bridges National Monument. Okay, you're doing all, all of those as well. Okay. Yes. Oh. So it's a spread out over the over the year from April 1st through October 30th. And what do what do you have to to produce? Um, there's not 
really a production requirement but but the idea is that I'll be creating art and you know they've had photographers before um, they, they've had other oil painters watercolorists um, and Chad Niehouse who started the program um, hmm. in his first year he was doing uh, prints block printing um, in front of people out there which was was really fun but it's just a matter of um, I'm working on landscapes specifically, uh, landscapes and skies, if there's anything dynamic happening in the sky. So specific landmarks of the park. So can you, can you sell them? I can, um, but not in, in the park. Whatever I'm working on that day is, uh, is for my own use for later. Oh, okay. Yeah. I wasn't sure if they were asking you to produce so many paintings that they could then sell in the gift shop. No, but in the gift shop, there are postcards, prints, and uh, canvas prints. And, and that's okay. kind of a nice little perk that artists get to show oh, okay. um, work that the, the CN CNHA organization distributes right. and sells. So tell me, when did you become a professional artist? Um, you know, it's such an interesting question. I would, I would say the way I would define professional would be the, um, creating with an intent to sell and show. Hmm. And that would be um, as recent as 2013. Hmm. And my very first show was in Moonflower in the oh. old library before they redesigned um, and uh you know, constructed the new building uh, areas. Huh. They had a little library and there was a okay. nook and uh, people had art shows there. Yeah, interesting. <laughs> yeah. So when did you first get interested in art? I was, I don't remember because I was always drawing as a kid and um, I, I apparently did some painting. I, I don't remember the painting that I did with acrylics, but we have evidence. Um, so, you know... The earliest evidence we have is, I think, within a year old, I was always scribbling. So. Oh, wow. Gee. <laughs> yeah. Well, do you, you don't have, do you have a folder from when you were four years old? Oh, my stuff? dad saves all of that stuff. Yeah. Excellent. Because <laughs> yeah. I do as well. I have folders at home of my kids art some of the very first things that they did so. it's wonderful it's good to see the evolution of yeah. the craft yes yes <laughs> so um do you have a preferred medium well i paint mostly with oil i um you know i was asked recently about acrylics and i haven't painted with acrylics since i was a child i like to experiment with it um, while i'm in the park but generally, I love large canvases and painting with oil on canvas. And then for practice work and, um, you know, out in the field uh, studies, I'll take smaller canvases mm -hmm. or um, uh, canvas boards and uh, paint on those sometimes or, or, you know, my sketchbook with pen and ink and watercolor. Okay. Do, um, so do you do plain air do you, it, is it a mix between painting outdoors and studio work or it is mostly now because the park work is all you know out there in the open but um but in the past i've mostly worked in the studio so mm -hmm. i'm really excited to create more um this past thursday i finished uh two small paintings um Within an hour, I took them home and later thought, well, there's more work I might finish in the <laughs> studio. But out there in in the moment, it was very, I got to that same zenful place of creation, creation that okay. I get in the studio. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, tell me, did, did you did you study art in school? I did, yeah. I, um, I started at Loyola Marymount uh, University in Los Angeles, California. Um, in college, that would have been my first college course, and and then I uh, transferred to Penn State University um, into a, a much bigger art program and studied painting for the first time with um, Helen O'Leary, who's a really fabulous um, found object uh, Brooklyn 
PA Irish ancestry artist. Um, just she's fabulous. She's a Guggenheim, a former Guggenheim fellow. And, oh, Helen O'Leary. Yeah. I'll have to check that out. Yeah, she she introduced me to painting, and um, I used to be very specific and particular with my line structure Mm -hmm. as a as an artist and painting opened me up to blending and and mixing and the creaminess and variation of uh working with the media which i just loved Hmm. and she she really introduced me to the joy of uh mixing paint Hmm. So she was an, a big influence on you. Who, with this, Huge. Who were some others? Well, um, she was she was my main painting professor. Um, uh, a friend of hers, um, Melissa. I'm I'm blanking on Melissa's uh-huh. last name, but Melissa uh-huh. filled in for her uh, just for one semester when when Helen left. But in terms of other influences in my life, artists. Um, not living who I've never met O'Keefe mm. oh, mm-hmm. you know Cezanne sure Maynard mm. Dixon Edgar Payne you you had mentioned that you like to to paint big um w- w- describe your style what what do you yeah I um I would say uh, my style is probably broad strokes um rich color uh, I I really love uh, trying to transmit the energy of a landscape onto canvas, and for me, um, the what we call red rock is so many different colors than mm. red, and it, it feels like a real visual feast. So I, I try to um, transmit the feeling that that gives me, and then with skies, um, it's always for me about the emotionality of clouds. And uh, the energy and dynamics of a of a mm. skyscape. So, I've heard them referred to as sort of you know sweeping, um, mm. a voluptuous, uh, mm-hmm. gosh, passionate. Passionate. <laughs> okay. Well, I do. I have seen a number of yours at the gallery, and yes, uh, there is a real sense of the sky in in all your paintings. I so. I'm very yeah much enamored yeah. with sky with the clouds and yeah yeah, yeah. yeah absolutely <laughs> so do you, have has your style changed over time do- it has um I would say that main point was with what my professor Helen introduced me to that the emotionality really as well, like with clouds of paint, and I think that's why they work so well together. Um, with a large canvas, I'm able to stand up. I usually paint with my legs sort of spread, firmly planted, and my arm just kind of sweeping in broad strokes as much as possible. Um, I used to be an incredibly detailed artist, and mm. I, I really lost interest in that because I found it... Um, it was a completely different hemisphere of my brain from the feeling of dancing with a large canvas, which feels more free. Mm-hmm. Well, and, and, you know, I I struggle with watercolors, and I think I read just recently to stand when you're painting, and yeah. I, and I I see I know a lot of people like to sit, but I feel so tied into the desk when I do that that I like to stand and so I can move my hand there's a nice groundedness that comes from it when you firmly plant yourself Mm. and um I I fully relate to that (laughs) I have a little harder time painting small because it it requires a, a different concentration of my arm that's more rigid and and my arm just doesn't want to be rigid, so I feel like it's practice hmm. and uh, a way of dabbling, you know, in what am I capable of? You know, how can I work with this are, media? Are, are, is there an area that that you struggle with? Is, um, Detail. <laughs> whether it's portraits or... Um, I'm, I'm well, curious. The the funny thing is, is I I haven't really tried many portraits. Mm-hmm. I, I did get 
um, one uh, commission from some family friends to paint their family, and their faces were all about the size of a thumbnail. And each edit I did, I, I kept getting requests back of different things to alter in the face. And mm. I finally said, you know what, I, th I don't think I'm the artist to, to paint your faces very small. Oh. Um, so in that sense, yes, a small portrait. However, I, I painted a really large um, painting of my dad that he's really embarrassed by and he hides it away. Oh, and okay. I, and I found it was easier to paint a large face and, and quite fun. Huh. <laughs> huh. That's interesting. Um, I was going to ask you, um, I, I lost my train of thought, so I'll have to, we'll, we'll edit that part out. No worries. But, uh, but I was going to ask, uh, you mentioned that you're not good at detail. I, it's interesting you say that because I know some some painters will will struggle to get some something just right, at, but I tend to prefer the more impressionistic, the broader, so that that I have to read something into the painting. Absolutely. So, yeah. So I'm so maybe not preferring to do detail. Is, is is frees you up it does i mean i will definitely do it um one of my favorite paintings um which is in my home is of a seagull flying free and the seagull is about you know two inches wide um i painted it in one one stroke you know and i feel like that first draft of something or that first sketch is often where um, either either I've got it or I don't. And when I've got it, I feel like it's spot on. What, once I feel like I have to force something, I decide, you know what, you know, I'm moving on. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. um, yeah, I, I think that with painting, the viewer will be able to tell right away if you were trying too hard to, to create something. Mm -hmm. And I think that the experience of looking at a painting should, um, it should breathe. It it should not make a viewer uh, focus too hard. Or so mm -hmm. I, I agree with you there. I I'm very drawn to the post impressionists mm. um, and that kind of emotional and evocative of light mm -hmm. uh, and color brushwork mm. really speaks to me. Where do you think the art scene is at here in Moab? I think I think it is at. <laughs> Non-metaphorically, I think it is at, um, there's an incredible collective of artists, uh, you know, at Moab Made. There's a, a wonderful group at Gallery Moab. And then the, the Moab Arts and Rec Center does a fantastic job. And, you know, there's a, a kiln studio. I think, I think we are all tucked away in our nooks creating Mm -hmm. And I think that at times it might not seem like there is the largest collective of artists, but I think that's going to start to change. You know, we have the ceramic, or I'm sorry, the, the sculpture show. Um, I mean, all the artists I know in town, are they're, they tend to be a bit more introverted usually, so we're, we're, yeah, we're I, working. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, I, I, I agree. And, and I've felt that, Moab would probably be a wonderful spot for an art show. You know, some I was familiar, familiar with back east, the Mystic Seaport Art Show. Yeah. And that would go three or four days. Yes. Um, and I've often wondered why, there, there, since there are so many artists here in Moab, I know we do, the, they, there's the Red Rock uh, art, yes. you know, plein air painting, and there's a show affiliated with that. But I've yeah. often thought that there should be a separate festival. So maybe maybe that's something you can work on. Yeah, I'll <laughs> I'll, uh, I'll have to talk to my artist friends. Um, you know, it's it's so fun. One of the fun things about community arts in the parks for me is that we are a small group of local artists in the sense that we tend to know each other and. I feel like I I personally know just about everyone 
who's ever done artists in the park. So we had a a couple art nights um, before COVID hit. And uh, I think those will come back. But, um, you know, there's wonderful photographers in town. We are this town is full of potential artists, um, artist gatherings. Yeah, yeah, I agree. So, yeah. <laughs> so may, may, maybe it's an opportunity to to provide that kind of outlet in town for our artist community. Absolutely. So you you mentioned we we can uh, kind of start to close here, but how do you think the the artist um, are responding now a year into COVID? You know, I had spoken with people from the gallery. Um, last year and it's when things were just shut down yeah and i'm curious now if people are starting to venture out and to and to be creative again uh i would say it certainly feels a little bit that way especially um you know the art walks coming up you know there is this sense of you're starting to get you know notices um on social media and whatnot of of uh, art shows that are coming up and um i think that yeah Yeah, that they're scheduled that they're actually happening in fact i'm going on the first art walk tomorrow night yeah absolutely people are coming out of their shells i think and uh, I, i think so yeah so uh julia tell me how do people get in touch with you if they want to um see your art and Absolutely. And read more about the artists in the park. Yeah, I can, I can be found. Um, I have my postcards um, in several places in Moab made, um, Back of Beyond Books and Gallery Moab, and then originals in Moab made and Gallery Moab and Artesian and Moonflower. Uh, so there's just that quick little two-block two collective downtown um people can feel free to email me i'm do you on, have a website yeah just my full name just um www.juliabuckwalter.com and on instagram i'm at red dirt painter and then thursdays every thursday i'll be at a different location of four so um this next thursday next week i will be stationed at that big, beautiful, open section of Slick Rock below the Three Gossips. Oh, okay. I'll be painting out and uh, having a, a picnic, so people are welcome to come come join and talk art or the landscape or whatever they wish. Well, I want to thank you very much, wish uh, uh, Julia, and wish you all the best for this assignment. And how long is it again? It's until October 30th. And then at the very end, I'll, I'll be doing a talk with uh, the community, an open talk about my experience with uh, slides and things like that. Oh, okay. Well, that could be fun. Maybe we'll yeah. have you back then to talk okay. about that. <laughs> well, thank you so much. And uh, this is Richard Codd for KZMU. Thank you, Richard. I hope you enjoyed hearing from our first guests. Remember, we'll have links on the KZMU Art Talks webpage so you can read more about the museum and the artist's work. I first spoke with my next guest, Chrissy Noel Kinslow, last year about her tattoos for the show I did on the art of tattoos. During the interview, I noticed all the interesting art she was working on, particularly the wonderful miniatures of famous paintings she reproduced on canvases two and a half inches by three and a half inches. Welcome, Chrissy. Hello, Richard. It's good to see you again. Last time I was here, we were looking at your tattoos. Yeah, that was fun, wasn't it? We yes, were, it was. We were getting to know each other quite well on yes, that one. Yes, we were. So uh, thanks so much for spending time with me again and with our listeners here on KZMU. Mikasa Sukasa. So what I saw uh, last time I was here and I've seen on um, your website these amazing miniatures that you do. And I'm going to have a link to to all your different uh, art uh, on the KZMU website, so that our listeners today who who can't see what we're talking about right now will get the opportunity to see them if they go go on and check them out. That's exciting. Thank you. Yeah. So tell me about these miniatures. 
Well, um, it started probably about eight years ago when I was watching YouTube and I, I ran upon tiny kitchens. And it's this tiny kitchen where they actually create tiny food. Little creme brulees over candles that are in a stove. Little um, little teeny miniature hot dogs, like <laughs> potato chips. It's it, I was just so mesmerized and I thought, you know, this would be really cool if I were to create my world miniature. And so I thought about it and thought about it for years and years and years. And then um, about a year ago, no, it was about two years ago, I created the studio. I started with the studio. I needed a studio, the perfect studio. Mm -hmm. So I built a little studio, a little miniature studio. And a all miniature studio for the miniature painting. Miniature studio for the miniature paintings because I could paint a, a miniature painting flat, but I just didn't think it was quite as cool as doing it within an actual miniature universe. So now the, the the miniatures that you do are um, copies. Is that the right word? Yeah. Well, they of, of very famous paintings. Yes, they are reproduct reproductions, reproductions okay. as I like to put it, of uh -huh. famous famous works of art. Mm, I thought that. For yep. example, you have one here, the screen. The screen. Which, yep. which everyone knows. Um, and tell me some of the others. That oh, I have, have a, a row of them here. So yeah. th these are the ones that have not gone up for auction yet. And we'll, we'll talk about that in a minute. Uh -huh. But oh, I've got Norman Rockwell. I have Georgia O'Keeffe. I have Monet, Pablo Picasso. Um, the very first one that I ever uh -huh. did was Keith Haring. And it was in July of last year that I started this. Oh. So I produced three per month. One on the 10th, 20th, and 30th of the month on YouTube. They come out on YouTube. How, how, how actually do you do them? Um, I, <laughs> well, I have them on an easel within the tiny universe. And I use teeny tiny paintbrushes. They're actually fingernail brush, fingernail art brushes that I've broken off the the um, stem, uh, whatever, the handle to, mm -hmm. and then filled that with glue and dipped it. So they look like little miniature paintbrushes. Well, they are miniature paintbrushes. So, um, yeah, I just, I take a look at the painting that I'm going to reproduce and think, how am I going to, what do I need to start with? How do I need to get this all laid out? And then I just get started. I record it and, and just get painting. Huh. It, 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 so you use you're actually using a miniature paper. You're not you're not using one from Blix, just nope, cutting nope. it down. Nope, no, they're 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 tiny, and it is completely different than painting large. Um, for a while there, I was painting the exact painting in large, and I was instructing people how to do that. And so there's a few of those up here on the wall. You see the big version of my Monet. Uh -huh. And then there's the smaller version of my Monet. Um, so Chrissy's, it, Chrissy's walking around point, point, pointing out some of her paintings. It's completely different. Oh, okay. It's, you know, it's, a com it's completely different using a big paintbrush and using a tiny paintbrush. Mm -hmm. you I can imagine. You, ha you have to wear, um, sometimes I wear my, oh, okay. my glasses magnifying here, my glasses. magnifying glasses for the tiny, teeny, tiny detail. And you just have to be so so gentle. And the other thing is that, you know, if it's not exactly perfect, it's okay. It's okay. Yeah. It, you can tell what it is. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Looking at them all. I mean, I guessed pretty much every one. You did. Yeah. You were really good. So, um, so yeah. So, we'll, uh, like I said, we'll have a link up to them. Um, and tell me um, about this, the auction, the little studio that you have set up for these. Okay, so so first they get produced in the miniature art studio. Then through every every third month, so the next one is in June. Every third month on the third Saturday at eight p.m., they go up for auction within a teeny tiny miniature auction house where um, there's a miniature 
red velvet rope. There's miniature chairs for you to sit in, <laughs> a miniature gavel. And so it's, it's live on YouTube, and you can go on and bid on these miniatures. They huh. start at $50, and while the bid is going on, I also give everyone a little taste of the art history behind the painting, and sometimes there's a joke okay. or two thrown in there. So it's, it's entertaining. Very cool. Uh, let me, um, let's talk about uh, some of the other art that you do. Sure. Because I know you're, you're, in, you're on YouTube and, and a number of places. So tell me about some of the other art. Yeah, so the miniatures are, it, are just kind of like a really fun challenge side thing I got going on here. Do, do you know anybody else doing something like this? No. No. Um, people, people paint miniature paintings all right. the time. And these are on, these are, most of them are 2.5 by 3.5 inches. Mm -hmm. There's a little teeny um, Andy Warhol. It's in the studio, and that's actually 2 inch by 2 inch paintings. So people do small paintings all the time, and I've seen even smaller paintings done. Um, but it's within the studio, and then also... Yeah, having the whole video that goes along with it to where you can watch it being mm -hmm, done. Mm -hmm. I, I haven't seen it done. Okay. Um, so, again, I, I'm sorry I, I brought no. that back up. No, no. Tell me about some of the other stuff. Um, so, yeah. So, I actually do all kinds of commissions. I have, I have some paintings that I just finished, and they're down at the Spitfire, and they're very large. They're large. They're, I think, four foot by four foot. Oh. And they're super fun. They're I like, on display at they're on Spitfire? They're on display at Spitfire. Okay. I have a show coming up in July at the um, at the art gallery, the Moab the Moab Art Gallery downtown. Oh, here. Yeah, oh. here. Oh. And so for that, I will be producing my own original works, which are super fun, kind of. They're very textural. I use mixed media. Um, I have a lot of verbiage throughout uh -huh. my paintings, and I just kind of have, I really have fun with it. And So you'll be the featured artist? I'll be the featured artist. Oh, nice. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and so um, those paintings that I do also, I sell on my Etsy store, and I take my paintings as well, and I sell prints of them. I sell bathing suits, sweatshirts, ah. stickers, all those fun things off of the prints from my originals. Do, do you have a favorite medium? Um, not really. It's very, I, I just kind of ebb and flow with whatever I'm feeling. You're you interested know? in that? Yeah, absolutely. Like, I'm getting ready to tessellate my entire art room floor um, tessellate. So, tessellate. I'm tessellating my entire art room floor. That's M.C. Escher was a famous tessellation artist. Oh, tell me what that is. And so that's kind of like um, where you take the same pattern and you move it and it's interlocked over and over and over. You'll see that a lot in tile work. Oh, okay. Um, puzzles. But that's my tessellate, my tessellated floor. So that's something going on. Oh, okay. Um, I have a painting over here I'm working on of my mom, and then this is this is also something that I do every month. Is I take uh, one of my favorite artists, whatever artist I am digging on, mm -hmm. and I create one of these paintings, and then I create a miniature as well. So somewhere. Oh, around here. Yeah, there she is. Right up there. There's a miniature oh. version. And this yes. is Billie Eilish. And I love okay. Billie Eilish. Okay. And so, this painting... Well, you and Half America. I yeah, think, I so. know. Have you watched... Oh my gosh, she's just adorable. I love her. So, I have this. This mm -hmm. is available in the original. This is also available on sweatshirts. I have one of these sweatshirts. And stickers and all that. How did you get started in art? Oh, I got started in art when I was a little girl and I was given a box of, big box of crayons. That's how I got started in art. Um, it was a, it was an escape for me. And it was something that I felt like I was good at and I, I got, 
praised about my art, I think, mm -hmm. at an early age. And from there, I just took it, and it's always been, it's just a part of me. And, I, that, and that encouragement helped you to, to stick with it. Absolutely. And that's why I think that, I, you know, I have this, the teacher in me. I will always be a teacher. Um, and I really enjoy teaching. Oh, yeah. and, and you, you said you give, you give lessons. I give lessons, and then I also, once a month, I give um, an art challenge, the art assignment on TikTok. And so I have all sorts of artists all over the world that are doing these art assignments with me. Tell me, tell me about TikTok. What are you doing on that? Well, my goodness, uh, I joined TikTok last year, last fall, just so that I could promote my art, have another place to promote my art. And I had this, you know, young girl, 20-something coming over, and she's like, yeah, you need to do it. You should do it. <laughs> so I did it, and I put my art out there. Um, but I was also able to express myself in other ways. Um, so I put a video of me roller skating with my colostomy bag. I've and, seen that. <laughs> and that went viral, and that's been seen by over 3 million people. And, mm. and, it, and it became this encouraging thing. I all of a sudden became like this kind of spokeswoman for people that were battling things and, and people that were struggling with their confidence and stuff. So between the two, and TikTok is like an art too because it, you create these videos and then you put them to music and you edit them and and um, it's like cinematography, you know. It's really, really fun. And then to be able to touch people and move people. Well, you bring your own personal story to that. I do. Yeah. yeah. I do. I share. I'm yeah. a share bear. Yeah. So... Um, I think as perhaps you find it beneficial for your own um, um, issues that you're dealing with to let others know that, hey, we can work on this. We can do this and we can do this all together. So, so your art also has, for many people, a healing effect. Yeah. Yes, and, and that is one of the reasons that I do have um, to two different girls that come over to my house um, after school is because I have an environment and I have, I don't know, I just, I think, I, I don't have a degree in therapy by any means, but for me, I know how art has helped me. And so I just allow these students to come over and create however they want to create, whether it be watercolor or acrylics or, mm. you know, they want to pour some resin or they want to just create a comic or whatever they want to do, I I'll have a space and I allow them to do it. And, you know, we put on some Billie Eilish and, uh -huh. and uh, it's just, I don't know, it's... How, what, what kind of training do you have in... Well, I ha I um, actually I'm a high school dropout, and then I got my GED later on in life, uh -huh. and then I, in my 40s, decided to go to college to apply to go to college, and so it was in 2014. No, 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 2000. Oh, 2018. Was it 2018? Uh -huh. No. One and of those years. One of those years, I graduated. I went to school and I got my degree in oh. art with a minor in marketing and graduated with a 3.8. Oh, good for you. You know, you can graduate with a 2.0, but I was like hardcore about it. You, you, you were probably, you were at the time where you just weren't going to college because your friends or your parents were saying, everybody goes to college, what college? You were there. You wanted to learn. Yeah. So. And I was the I was the old cool lady that everyone wanted to hang out with. You I, know. I bet. Hey, she's the lady with the money for supplies. Yeah, that's because I'm not going to the bar and you know beer ponging it every <laughs> yeah, night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's funny. So, how many followers do you have? Um. Well, <coughs> it, it it depends on on uh, Facebook. It's kind of weird because on Facebook it's more like. It's my friends and people that I know, and I have I, oh, just over a thousand. Um, and I've never thought of them as followers. I don't mm -hmm. really think of anybody as, as followers. followers. It's really strange, but... Um, listeners. It, listeners. <coughs> oh, I have a tickle. Sorry. Friends. We'll call them friends. Uh -huh. um, 
on Instagram. That just seems to be slowly creeping up, and I have, like, I think 300 followers on Instagram. But on TikTok, I have um, 19,600 mm, mm. and... Um, yeah. That's pretty impressive. Yeah, and they're from all over the world. It's so cool. It's so cool. Huh. huh. And there's like all these different little kind of clubs. And so I'm kind of a, well, I'm a part of the art club. One mm -hmm. That's one of the clubs. Um, and so it's just really, really neat communicating yeah. and, and collaborating with artists all over the world. So, um what what do you see where do you see yourself um what kinds of projects are you thinking about over the next say 6 months to to a year yeah got anything new coming up yeah i've got the uh, craft lake city that i'll be doing in august and what's craft craft lake city craft lake city is kind of a diy um art show that's up in salt lake Yes, yes. Oh, we had talked. Yeah. Yep. And, and, and that's a great show. That's and good. And that's a great show. And so I'll be selling a lot of my Etsy stuff there. I also want to do a couple of miniature shows. Miniature shows with everything miniature. So you to walk through, you have to have a little magnifying glass and get down and look at the art. Like, I really, I just want it to be also in a miniature world within our large world. Hmm. So that's something I got going on in my in my head. Well, that could be interesting. Where are you, where are you hoping to do that? Well, I think that um, doing it in an outdoor setting is, is ideal for the times. And, you know, just kind of like doing a whole spread out of what an art, a large art gallery would be, but have it all low down with little um little red velvet curt you know um ropes to to keep people off and little teeny little teeny pamphlets that yeah, talk about yeah. the art and huh. i'm thinking about opening it up to lots of artists you just have to create within a certain size huh well um i'm just trying to think uh, well tell me i i didn't ask you how long have you been in moab uh, my mom brought me here in 1977. Oh, so you've been here a while. A little bit. Yeah. Yeah, I've traveled around a bit as an adult, but um, this is my home, yeah. Who who are some artists who have inspired you? Any any local artists or um um yeah, absolutely. There's all it's funny when I was growing up it was like all the hippie artists that are, you know, now super successful. Serena Sapli, of oh, course. Uh -huh. I um, have always looked up to her. She's just amazing. And the way that she sees nature and has those different colors, it reminds me a lot of, um, of Klee or, gosh, I was watching. Huh. Yeah. Just how you can, it doesn't have to be the colors that you see with your eye it can be the colors that you see with your heart that's true she uses some bold colors big strokes yeah yeah and then there's a fellow by the name of nick hogan who has this um just cool old bearded dude that would go around town and paint all these murals everywhere and he was like a river doodle yeah he Huh. He inspired me, too. Okay. As far as famous artists, uh, I love Jean-Michel Basquiat. Oh, uh-huh. He's one of my favorites. Who unfortunately died yeah. very young. Yeah, very unfortunate. I, I had a miniature of his, but it sold. Um, so I'll be doing more of his work, too. Well, I, I want to thank you so much for taking the time today to, to talk with me about your your uh, wide array of work here well, in your studio and I love your little studio. Yay! So I'm glad you came. So thank you so much Chrissy and I wish you all the best and we'll have links to um, both your TikTok and YouTube on the KZMU website and um, we'll have a notice there too about uh, the upcoming uh, uh, Show. show at both Gallery Moab yes. and your show in 
July. Yeah, and uh, I think it's in yeah. August. 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 Yeah. August. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, thank you again, oh, Chrissy. Thank you, Richard. It's been a pleasure. I hope you enjoyed today's show. I have the privilege of hosting Art Talks on KZMU, your community radio station here in Moab. As KZMU kicks off its annual spring fun drive, I hope you'll consider making a donation to the station so we can continue to bring you the shows like Art Talks every month. KZMU relies on donations from listeners like you so we can bring you the news, all kinds of music, and talk shows that will inform you about this beautiful place we call home. So please go online to kzmu.org and make your pledge of support. So until next month, this is Richard Codd. Thank you for joining us today for Art Talks.